it is absurd to say that we Africans were not in Africa when white people first came. And secondly, the conqueror writes history. They came, they conquered, and they wrote. Now you don't expect people who came to invade us to write the truth about us. They will always write negative things about us. And they have to do that because they have to justify their invasion in all the countries. It's like saying when the, uh, the Europeans went to America, there were no Indians there. It's ridiculous because they were there. I know that my people were there. We don't write our history. It has always been handed down to us orally by our elders. Of course, the white man came, came and he writes history. In fact, you don't know anything about any place until the white man gets there. Like my husband always says, it's like saying, well, whenever the, until the white man comes to any place, nothing lives. It's only when he comes and says, boof, I've discovered you, now you... Apartheid in South Africa separates entrances, separates beaches, even separates schools and benches. Legislation restricted where you could go, who you could marry, and where you would live. But how did South Africa come to be ruled by racist laws which enshrined white supremacy? And how did such a small minority of whites come to oppress the majority of black people? The apartheid began in 1948, but there were centuries of settler colonialism and occupation before that by two European powers which made it all possible. In 1652, Johan van Riebeek, an employee of the Dutch East Indian Company, landed at Table Bay, the southern tip of Africa. His mission was to set up a refreshment stop and supply company ships headed to Asia with fresh vegetables and meat. The Dutch grew the vegetables themselves but began trading with the local people for meat, many of whom were Khoisan, but the relationship soured because the Dutch started grabbing land which did not belong to them and encouraging Dutch farmers to move to the Cape by 1657. The Dutch started allocating farms to European settlers in and around Cape Town. They became known as the Boers. As the refreshment station began to grow, the Dutch Indian Company and the settlers needed more labor. So the Dutch captured people from East Africa, Batavia of the East Indies, Mauritius, Mozambique, and Madagascar. They enslaved them and transported them to the Cape and often sold them again. The Cape became a slave society for the next 176 years and more than 50,000 people were either brought or born as slaves in the Cape Colony. Many years later, most of the descendants of slaves would be classified as colored by the apartheid government. Settlers from all over Europe began to move to the Cape including Germans and French Huguenots and enroached on the Khoisan. But then, the British arrived in 1795 and finally in 1806, the colony was fully ceded to the British. The British then encouraged their own settlers to move to the Cape Colony and more than 3,000 of them arrived in the 1820s. Many ended up settling in the eastern part of the country and in Natal. The Dutch farmers were really unhappy about British rule in the Cape and it led to the Great Trek, a movement of Africaners. They immigrated to the interior of South Africa in search of a free and independent homeland away from the British and it led to the establishment of the Free State and the Transvaal. Except the new homeland was already founded and inhabited land and the great trek led to more colonialism and bloodshed for the local people for the next hundred years. The Boer and the British fought frontier wars against the Khoisan people. 
the Zulu, the Pendi, the Soto, and the Indebele, who were disposed by the European settlers. The Europeans used the empty or vacant land theory and claimed that South Africa was empty and the Bantu tribes of African natives moved there from what is now Zimbabwe at a similar time to colonists. This allowed them to justify stealing land from the original inhabitants. The theory has been debunked a bunch of times by researchers. By 1850, the British granted limited self-government to the Transvaal, but when gold and diamond were discovered a few years later, it led to the Anglo-Boer Wars. As part of a military campaign, the British even established concentration camps for Boers and Africans. During the war, some reports say nearly 20,000 Boers died, but the British did not bother keeping record of African deaths. At the same time, the British established Natal, a coastal colony. They fought and finally defeated the Zulus who lived there as part of an empire run by King Shaka Zulu Kasenzang Gakona. The British also brought indentured laborers from India to work on the sugarcane plantations in Natal. Traders from India also landed in Natal. These were the forebearers of South Africa's Indian population. In 1910, the Union of South Africa was formed, but if you were not either British, Boer, you really did not have a say in where the country was headed. The British colony was made up of the Cape Colony, Natal, Transvaal, and Orange Free State. The British and the Boer were faced with what they called the native question, what would they do with the original inhabitants of South Africa, which they continued to dispossess. They enacted a law which allows them to steal land from Africans and consolidating white settlements, like the Land Act of 1930 which prevented black people from owning land outside certain areas. By 1934, South Africa became a sovereign independent state and Britain was removed from legal authority. By 1948, the National Party and Africana Nationalist Party took power of South Africa and introduced policy of racial segregation known as apartheid, an oppressive regime of domination by white people over the rest of the country. Although white minority rule and racial segregation were already in existence in South Africa with non-white not having voting rights and efforts made to encourage segregation. Apartheid intensified the segregation with stern penalties for non-white entering into areas designated for white only without having a pass to permit them to do so. Interracial marriage and sexual relationships were illegal and punishable offenses and black people faced significant restrictions on property rights. Once again, it's Yemi Melikaya for Historical Africa. If you have enjoyed this video and would like to see more content like this, kindly help support our growth by liking and sharing this video. Thank you for watching. Bye for now.